are we sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. God's messenger. God had a job for Jonah, but Jonah didn't want it. Go to Nineveh, God said, and tell your worst enemies that I love them. No, said Jonah. Those are bad people doing bad things. Exactly, said God. They have run far away from me, but I can't stop loving them. I will give them a new start. I will forgive them. No, said Jonah. They don't deserve it. I'll run away, Jonah said to himself. Far away. So far away that God won't be able to find me. Then I won't have to do what God says. It's a good plan, he said. Because as far as he knew, it was a good plan. But of course, it wasn't a good plan at all. In fact, it was a silly plan. Because you can't run away from God. He will always come and find you. Jonah went ahead with his not very good plan. One ticket to not Nineveh, please, he said, and boarded a boat sailing in the very opposite direction to Nineveh. Well, it wasn't long before a fierce wind started to blow, and the boat started to lurch and pitch and roll, and everyone was starting to go green. Jonah sat up in bed. You see, the first thing that went wrong with Jonah's not very good plan was that God sent a big storm after him. The sailors couldn't sail their ship properly. We're sinking, they screamed, and started throwing everything overboard, suitcases, food, whatever they could find. By now, Jonah knew that the storm was his fault. Throw me in instead, he shouted to the sailors, and the storm will stop. The sailors weren't sure. It's the only way you can be saved, Jonah cried. And so, one, two, three, splash! No sooner had Jonah hit the water than the waves grew calm. The wind died down and the storm stopped. Just then, when Jonah thought it was all over, when he was sure he was going to drown, God sent a big fish to rescue him. The fish swallowed Jonah whole with a big gulp. Jonah must have thought he died. It was so dark in there, like in a tomb. But then, he smelt rotting food and felt the slimy seaweed, and knew he wasn't dead. He was in the belly of the fish, sitting there in the darkness for three whole days. Jonah had plenty of time to think. Pretty soon he realized his plan was, well, a very silly plan indeed. He was sorry for running away. He prayed to God from inside the great fish and asked God to forgive him. After three days, the fish spat Jonah safely out onto a sandy beach. Just then, Jonah heard someone calling his name. Go to Nineveh, God said. And this time, 
Jonah said, yes. He went straight to Nineveh and told everyone God's wonderful message. Even though you've run far from God, he can't stop loving you, Jonah told them. Run to him so he can forgive you. The people of Nineveh listened to Jonah and they started loving God. They learned to do what God said and to stop running away from him, just like Jonah. Many years later, God was going to send another messenger with the same wonderful message. Like Jonah, he would spend three days in utter darkness. But this messenger would be God's own son. He would be called the Word because he himself would be God's message. God's message translated into our own language. Everything God wanted to say to the whole world in one person. And that is the story of Jonah. Okay, we have played our game of hide-and-seek. We've heard our story of Jonah. Now let's fit it all together to see what God is saying to us this morning. From the youngest to the oldest. God had a job for Jonah. It was an important job. This was the job that God had. Jonah had to go and tell people about him. You see, Jonah had learned a lot about God. He had been a follower of God, and he knew all the goodness of God. Jonah knew that God was big, strong, mighty, and good. But Jonah, in his mind, said, there's no way I'm going to Nineveh. Because the people in Nineveh are such a bad people, I ain't going anywhere near them. I actually don't want to do what God has asked. And so Jonah came up with his not very good plan, and he decided that he was going to go the other way. You see, there's something that Jonah knew about God. And in our Bibles, it tells us in Jonah chapter 4, that Jonah knew that God was compassionate and he was gracious. In other words, God was good. Jonah knew that God loved. Jonah knew that God loved him and that God loved all the people in the world. But Jonah thought better. He thought, well, actually, I know God is going to love those people of Nineveh, even though they're so bad, but I don't think they deserve his love, so I'm going to go the other way and do what I want to do. And Jonah was playing a game of hide-and-seek. He says, I'm going to hide from God. I'm going to go somewhere. And I'm going to hide. Of course, that was a bit of a silly plan because God knows everything about us. He knows our getting up and he knows our lying down. He knows what we do throughout the day. He knows what we say. He knows what we do. He knows what we think. God knows everything about us. So for Jonah to think that he could go to the opposite direction of where God wanted him to be was a complete silly plan because God knows everything. But Jonah tries it. He tries to run from God, but he just can't do it. Because God knows where he is, and so God comes to Jonah. And God comes in different ways. He, he came in a storm, so that Jonah would be thrown overboard, 
And then he came in a fish so that a fish, a great big fish, would come and take Jonah. And in that dark place, Jonah had time to think. He knew that he could have been dead. He knew that his life could have been taken from him. But rather, God didn't take his life. God made him sit, and God made him think. In the Bible, in Jonah chapter 2, we read Jonah's prayer to God. And Jonah says, God, you are great. Jonah's in a dark belly of a fish, and yet he is saying that God is great. You see, Jonah recognizes that God is still good. And Jonah says, God, you are good, and you have saved my life. You have saved my life, not just today, but you have saved my life throughout all of it so that I can be your man. And God, I want to do what you want me to do. So will you forgive me? Jonah says sorry to God for trying to run away. And then the fish coughs up, vomits out, whatever way we want to think about it, Jonah onto a beach. Just like that. Covered in seaweed and everything else, I'm sure, not smelling too great. And the voice of God comes and says, Jonah, now will you go to Nineveh? And Jonah goes, yes. But there's another thing we learn in the story of Jonah that we didn't read about. Jonah didn't actually believe that the people would change. He thought they're too evil. They're too bad. They're too wicked. They'll never change to love God. So he goes anyway. Nineveh was a huge city. And so he went and he started telling the people about the love of God. And one by one, people came to know God, to love him and follow him. And then Jonah gets quite upset. He goes, God, I knew this would happen. I knew that your love would, would come to these people and that they would want to love you. I knew it would happen. And Jonah wasn't happy about people loving God because in Jonah, Jonah still thought he knew better than God. So the story of Jonah and this big fish that swallows him is actually about God's love for everyone in the story. God loves Jonah, and God loves the people that he wants Jonah to go to. You see, in the Bible, we learn so much about the love that God has for us. And because Jesus came after Jonah, we know a little bit more than Jonah. We know that God's love was shown to us in Jesus Christ, that Jesus would come he would die and he would rise again for the purpose that our sins, the wrong things that we do, the things that go against God, that they would be forgiven because Jesus would take the punishment that they were due, but he would also rise again to prove that death didn't have any power over him. But sometimes we're a little bit like Jonah. We want to run this way if God's there. We want to run away from God. We want to try and hide from God. We want to try and hide and cover up all the things that displease God. And the truth is we'll never do it. None of us will ever be able to hide anything from God. Rather, God is the one with open arms who comes to love us and love us and love us and love us. Just as he did with Jonah. And just as he did with the people in Nineveh, 
who were so bad, so wicked, so evil, God still loved. In the Bible, near the end, there's a book called 1 John. 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. So John tells us that everyone who believes in Jesus Christ loves God. For Jonah, he loved God. And the people turned around and loved God. And this is what God wants for us, to give us this assurance that he loves us and that he wants us to come and know that love. We can't hide from him because he comes and shows us his love time and time and time again. Boys and girls, teenagers, if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, your 90s, do you know the love of God each day that you live? Do you know the love of God in the decisions that you're making? Do you know the love of God in school? Do you know the love of God in college? Do you know the love of God as you interact with people in the workplace? Or if you're in your golden years, do you know the love of God as you go about your home and the community where you live? We can't get away from God's love because that's the love that he has for us and wants to pour out on us. There's also something else with God's love. We don't keep it to ourselves. You see, Jonah wanted to keep God's love for himself, so he ran in the other direction. But God says, no, go and share it. For Jonah, it was going to be a large distance away to go to Nineveh and share the good news of God's love with people who were far away. But for all of us, from the youngest to the oldest, we share God's love here in this building. We share God's love in the streets and the communities around us. We share God's love with people who come to our country to live from other countries. And we share God's love with those who live in other countries. You see, God's love is for everyone on this earth. It's not a silly love. It's not a fictional love. It is a real love. A real love that transforms us in ways that we could ever imagine. Jonah seemed as if he was transformed. He said he would go to where God wanted him to go, but he still wasn't happy. See, God's love comes to us. It transforms us. And even though sometimes we don't just get it right, that we still want to go our way, God's love still forgives. God's love still penetrates our lives so that we can know him as our God. Boys and girls, young adults, older folks, God's love is the only great love we can have. The only great love. The only way we can know God. The question is, do you know it? And if you do, are you living it in everything that you do? Let's pray. Our Father God, we thank you for your great love. Thank you that you loved us so much that you give Jesus for us. Help us to live that love. 
Never let us believe that this world, uh, never let us believe what this world teaches us, that we can run away from you. Because there's nowhere we can go where we can hide from you. So help us to know that you come after us because you love us so much and you want us to be yours. And as we know the greatest love ever, we ask for your help to share it, to have the conversations, to have the relationships, to be able to show and witness the love of Christ in our lives. Thank you that that happens at school gates. It happens over coffee machines. It happens out on the street. It happens in our homes. It happens wherever we do life. And thank you that it's the most natural conversation to have because it is about the greatest news ever. So help us. Help us all as we learn how to live for you. And help us as we know your love to live that love in this world where you have placed us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.